Well, they done great. Amen. They done great. Brother Michael and Miss Haler under the weather this morning, and so uh, Miss Krista and Miss Tammy, they just went forward. So praise the Lord. I, I appreciate them doing that. That was great, Krista. That was really good. That blessed a lot of people. I want you to take your Bibles this morning, if you will, please, and turn to the book of Psalms, Psalm 119, uh, in your scripture today. And when you find your place, if you're able to stand, then uh, let's all stand around the house as many as can, uh, out of respect for the reading of God's Word. Psalm 119, and we're going to read the first 11 verses or so. Psalm 119 and verse number 1. And the Bible says, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep His testimonies and that seek Him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in His ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep Thy precepts diligently. All that my ways were directed to keep Thy statutes, then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all Thy commandments. I will praise Thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wonder. Oh, let me not wonder from thy commandments. And I like how he closed it off there in verse 11. He said, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. You may be seated this morning. And uh, boy, I, you know, sometimes I know it doesn't come across like that. But I pray, pray, pray during the week that God would give me direction. And usually by Sunday night after the service, I'm already praying for the next week. I'm already praying that, the, that God would begin to give me direction, and give me what you need. I don't want to just get up here and preach a sermon. I want to get up here and just preach a message. You know what? If you just want a sermon, you can go anywhere. But I want us to get a word from the Lord today. And so I pray and seek the Lord's will. And uh, this seems to be the way that God has, has led me this morning. And so I want to talk to you about this subject, how to keep from wondering. How to keep from wandering. And so, uh, very simple, very simple uh, Bible study this morning. And so, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer and just one last time, ask God to help us, and, and then we'll jump right into our, our message study. Let's pray together as a church family. Father, thank you so much for the privilege to be back at Calvary. Lord, we've so enjoyed the music and the choir and the, and the specials and the good congregational music today. God, it's been wonderful. We thank you for the fellowship. God, we just... Lord, it's been, a, it's, it's been a high point just to come in and just to fellowship with your people and to shake so many hands and to see so many smiles and to hear so many kind things. And God, it's, it's just been so good. And we thank you and praise you for that. But Lord, now though, as we close the service out with a few moments of Bible preaching and teaching, Lord, I pray that you would, as you've done many times over the years, I pray that you would knit our heart together, God, right now. And I pray that we would learn something that would be a great help to our Christian life. Lord, that's what church is all about. We're practicing for heaven. God, we're here because we want to worship you in spirit and in truth. But also we're here because, Lord, we want to become better Christians. We want to we walk out better than we were when we entered earlier today. 
And so, Father, I pray now for your touch and that you'd breathe upon the service. And, God, I pray every heart would be open, every mind would be receptive. And I pray, Heavenly Father, for a very fresh and a special anointing today. Help us, please. Father, we love you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray and for his sake. And all God's people said, amen. When songwriter Robert Robinson wrote the words for the song, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, he said this, Oh, to grace, how great a debtor. Daily I am constrained to be like thy goodness, like a fetter. Bind my wandering heart to thee. And then he said this, prone to wonder. Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, he said. Oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Why is it today, church, that it's so seemingly easy for you and I to wander away from the perfect will of God? And I guess the answer to that question would be because we're still in that body of flesh. You'll notice there, if you're still in Psalm 119, and verse number 21, we read a little further. And we notice in verse number 21 that the psalmist said, Thou hast rebuked the proud that are cursed. He said, which do, which do err from thy commandments. In other words, they wander away from the commandments of the Lord. You'll notice just a few verses further. Verse number 25, the psalmist said about himself, he said, my soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. In other words, the psalmist was saying, Lord, I'm so prone to do earthly things rather than spiritual things. I, I, I think, honestly, if we, were, if we were transparent with one another this morning, we'd all have to say that. Amen. We're all prone to one. I'm not saying that you don't love the Lord. I'm not saying that at all. And I'm just saying that we're just prone to wonder. We're prone to leave the things of the Lord. In fact, the apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 7 and verse number 22, he said, For I delight in the law of God after the end of man, but he said, I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. And then Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? You know what I'm just saying this, church, if we're not careful, and I'm preaching to myself just as much as I'm preaching to you. Somebody said, you know what, the preacher's finger, sometimes the preacher's finger is 10 feet long. But don't forget that as I'm, I'm pointing one at you, I got three more pointing back at me. And you know what? The truth of the matter is, if we're not careful, it's easy for us. If we don't walk guard around our Christian life and our Christian testimony and our heart, if we don't guard our life, if we don't guard our marriage, if we don't guard our home, if we don't walk guard around our children, it's very easy for us to wander away from the perfect will of God. Did you ever do this? Did you ever go on a vacation? And you went down here to the ocean, maybe Myrtle Beach, or you went down to the, you know, the North Carolina beach, and you took your kids down there, and you, you went out and you set up your blanket on the, on, on the sand, and maybe you had one of those umbrellas, and, and you, you took a picnic basket of lunch or something, and the kids got out there, and you said, now don't go out too far. And they had their life wraps on, you know, or their... their uh, 
life preservers, that kind of thing. And they went out and started to play. And you know what? They didn't even realize it. But little by little, that current pulls you down. It pulls you down the beach. And they would just be playing and having a time and not paying attention. And little by little by little, they got further and further away. Not Listen, the last thing they thought about was you. And they're just having a good time. And, and you, had to, so you had to keep waving at them. Or maybe even a time or two, you had to walk down the beach and you'd say, hey, hey y'all come back here, up here close to us. They didn't even realize it. But they were wandering further and further away. Did you know that wandering is almost always regarded in a negative way in Scripture? Numbers 32, 13, the Bible says, And the Lord's anger was kindled against them, and he made them wander in the wilderness 40 years. Job chapter 12, verse 24, the Bible says, He taketh away the heart of the chief of the people of the earth and causeth them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way Jeremiah 14, 10 says, Thus saith the Lord unto this people, they have loved to wander. They have not refrained their feet. Wandering. I just want you to think about that word, wonder. W-A-N-D-R. Wonder. Wandering. As I begin to, begin to let that word sort of captivate my thoughts this week, and I begin to just read about wandering, and I begin to study about wandering. It's interesting. One of the things I found out about the subject of wandering is that with those who have dementia or Alzheimer's, it is one of the chief concerns of those who have Alzheimer's, wandering. In other words, their caregivers, their family members are very concerned about maybe a mom that's beginning to get Alzheimer's or dementia. They're concerned because that that Alzheimer patient or that, uh, that one that's suffering with dementia, if they're not careful, sometimes they'll wander away. And the fear is, is that they'll wander so far away on one of these nights that they'll never make it back home. That they'll stumble somewhere. Maybe they'll go out into the woods or maybe they stumble into a creek or some type of a, of a hazard and they never make it back home. But you know, that's not just for Alzheimer's patients. It's for the child of God as well. Did you know that's a chief concern for the Christian? Did you know that if you're not careful, you can wander, and, and, and if you don't watch what you're doing, you can wander so far away that it makes you very hard to ever find your way back to the perfect will of God. When I began to think about this subject, I thought about, I thought about Samson. Samson. Samson wandered. He was a judge of Israel. He was greatly used of God. He was called of God. But, 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 but Samson wandered away from the will of God and ended up in the lap of Delilah. And now his eyes are punched out and, and his hair is cut and he's lost his strength. He's lost his power. And somebody says, well, preacher, Samson finally made his way back. He did. But by the time Samson made his way back, it was too late. I think about men like King David. David was a good man, great man. In fact, the Bible says he was a man after God's own heart. And David's a classic example of what I'm talking about this morning. If David can wander, any of us can. And David, not paying attention, David began to wander away from the perfect will of God and fellowship with God. 
And, uh, and, and somebody says, yeah, but, but, but preacher, he repented and he finally got right. And yes, uh, you're right about that. He did get right, but by the time David got right, there was irreparable damage that was done to David's life. Wandering. It's dangerous to wander. That's why we preach against texting and driving. It's not you meant to. It's not that you meant to cross the yellow line and hit that little family head on. It wasn't premeditated. You didn't walk out of the house and say, I'm going to run into somebody head on. No, you just got behind the wheel and you started texting, teenager. And before you knew it, you began to wonder. And little by little, you begin to cross over that, that yellow line and you hit somebody head on and, and it caused irreparable damage. I'm just saying this, that, that, that wandering can be very, very serious. The songwriter said, prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Now with that said this morning, I want to tell you today some ways that you and I can keep from wandering. These are simple, simple, simple. Number one, I wrote this down. First of all, stick with the group. If you want to keep from wandering, stick with the group. Look in your Bibles, if you will, at uh, Psalm 119 and verse number 31. And notice what the psalmist says. I love this. I love the terminology that he uses. In Psalm 119, verse 31, uh, the psalmist said, I have, what's, what did he say? I have what? I have stuck, he said. I have stuck under thy testimonies. Oh, Lord, put me not to shame. David said, I'm stuck. Man, I'm just, you know what? I'm going to stick with it. Would you, would you look down just a few more verses to, to verse number 63? Verse 63. The psalmist said in verse number 63, he said, I am a companion of all them that fear thee and of them that keep thy Precept. Listen, this is all I'm saying, church, that if you want to keep from wondering, stay with the group. Stick with the group. A sure way to get lost is to allow yourself to become separated from the group. And the truth is this morning, there's some that I'm preaching to in this room or maybe some that I'm preaching to by way of live stream. And our hope and our prayer is that one of these days you'll get to that place of spirituality where, where even by yourself you can go on and serve God faithfully. Be faithful to the cause of Christ. But the truth is, there are some that aren't strong enough yet. And it's important that you stay plugged into the group. It's important that you get the help of that support group called the local church. And by the way, there's not anything wrong with that. Not anything wrong with that. Jesse Ventura, several years ago, Jesse Ventura was the, the governor of Minnesota. He was, not, abs, he was not, uh, not what you would call pro-church or pro-God. And Jesse Ventura said this. He said, organized religion is a sham and a crutch for weak-minded people who need strength in numbers. I thought about that statement this week. Truth is, that's one of the most hypocritical statements I've ever heard in my life. Can I tell you why? I'll tell you why. Because whenever the world wants to sin, you mark it down. They always want to sin in a group. They always do. Did you know the world never wants to drink alone? I'm preaching good this morning. That's right. 
You know what? It's never enough. It's never enough. They don't want to get drunk by themselves. They want somebody to get drunk with them. It's never enough to, to take drugs by themselves. They always want somebody to come and, and do drugs with them. Even if they have to give them their own drugs, they always want somebody to do drugs with them. They like to party with others. In fact, our Bible says in Proverbs chapter 1 and verse number 10, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, come with us, let us lay wait for blood. Let us lurk privily for the innocent thou calls. Let us swallow them up as the, uh, alive as the grave. And holy as those that go down to the pit. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with full. Cast in thy lot among us. Let us all have one purse. The world loves to sin corporately. And I'm just saying that to say this. Hey, child of God, if you want to keep from wandering away from the will of God, one of the best ways to do that is make sure that you stick with the group. And I'm talking about the local New Testament church. What a joy it is when we get to serve Jesus together. Man, what a blessing. I'm talking about staying with the group. If you separate from the group, you'll wander. I don't know if we've got any camp counselors in here this morning. (laughs) I, I, I used to be a camp counselor. I feel like probably there's a few others in here this morning as well. And you know what, if you're a camp counselor or a a youth worker and you ever went out on some kind of an activity or a hike and it was way up in the mountains of North Carolina or way out in the bush somewhere, you know what you said to your group? Stay together. Stay together. Don't wander off. That's what she says, stay together. Now you're going to be tempted, you're going to see things, but stay together together. And how many know that there were times when in your little group there were a couple kids that got distracted and they walked away. They got away from the group. And when they got away from the group, they began to wonder and they ended up, ended, ended up getting lost. And, and th- this is all I'm saying. If you want to make sure that you don't wonder, make sure you stick with the group. I remember years ago when our kids were just little, we'd go somewhere very crowded, maybe went on vacation Maybe we'd go to, to Disney World or something, and it was a crowded, crowded times. I don't, I don't know if they do this anymore, but <laughs> my wife would buy these leashes. That's probably not even politically correct anymore, is it? But, but politically correct or not, we did it, amen. And, uh, and you know what? If we knew it was going to be really, really crowded and a lot of people around, my wife would take this, this leash. It looked like a phone cord. Y'all remember those old stretchy phone cords? Those things would stretch about 15, 20 feet. And my wife would, she'd put a band around Zach's arm, Samuel's arm, you know, and, uh, and then she'd attach that, that leash to her somewhere. And that, that would do this. That would give those kids just a little, it would give them a little playroom. But if they got too far away, mom, mama could reel them in. You know why? Because they were tethered to mama. And I thought about this. You know what, Calvary? It'd be a good idea if we had some Christians at Calvary Baptist Church who decided to tether themselves to the house of God. 
Maybe you tether yourself through a ministry, get involved in a ministry and just pour your heart and life into a ministry or maybe through a Sunday school class and you fall in love with your Sunday school class or maybe through your giving or maybe through a certain group that you're involved in. Now listen, this is the, the, the simplest preaching that you'll ever hear, but I'm saying this. If you want to keep from wondering, stick with the group. You ever wonder why? You ever, and Miss Krista said it right this morning. The devil hates it when we serve God. You ever, wonder, you ever wonder why everything falls apart on Sunday morning? Everything will go great Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then the world just falls apart on Sunday morning. Tire goes flat, baby cries, dog gets sick. I mean, life just falls apart. You know why? Because Satan, the last thing Satan wants is for you to be here with the group. And he's going to do everything in his power. We've got to understand that, brother, this is not just a physical battle. This is a spiritual battle. And when the hard times come and the difficult times come, we've got to say, hey, come hell or come high water, by the grace of God, I'm sticking with my group this morning. By the way, I just want to say this. This is my group. I, in case you're wondering, I love my group, man. And I'm proud and I'm pleased to stick with you. As your preacher, I'm supposed to inspire you. I'm supposed to encourage you. I'm supposed to motivate you. But I'm going to be honest with you. Many times before I ever get up here to preach, you've already inspired me and motivated me and helped me and encouraged me. And I thank God that God has given me a group like he has at Calvary Baptist Church. We're talking about wondering. How to keep from wondering. Number one, stick with the group. But number two, how do you keep from wondering, preacher? Number two, Study the map. How do you keep from wandering? Study the map. Look back at your scripture, Psalm 119. And look, if you will, please, at verse number 16, verses 15 and 16. The psalmist said, I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Look at Psalm 119, verse 105. Very famous passage. Psalm 119, verse 105, the psalmist says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You don't have to turn there. I'll just read it for you. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 15. The Bible says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. This is all I'm saying, church. If you don't want to wander away from the perfect will of God, whatever you do, study your map. Study your map. Thank God we have a glorified global uh, positioning system in God right here. And so study your map. And if you'll stay in your map, it'll show you where to go and where not to go. A number of years ago when I was driving a truck, I was changing my job position and, and I was going to train a guy. Well, I mean, the route had a lot of stops, but I'm going to be honest with you, if you really applied yourself, you could learn that route in probably a couple of weeks. And so the boss went and said, now, I want this, put this guy in the truck with you. And he said, you train him. And so, you know what, when I, when I was training, I, I, I don't know what, what y'all do, when I was training, I got me a piece of paper, a notebook, pen, and we'd turn on this road and I'd write it down. Turn right here, turn left there, turn on such and such a drive, 
And I just, I made copious notes. I mean, while he's training him on the right, I made copious notes. And then, you know what, later on when he left, I was able to, I was able to follow those notes to my stops. Amen. Well, I got this guy in the truck with me and he never brought a piece of paper. He didn't bring a pencil. He never looked at where we were going. He was too busy lighting cigarettes. And so we worked a week, and then the next week I said, how, how do you feel about that? Oh, I ain't ready. And so that next week we started again. He never brought a piece of paper, never brought a notebook. I mean, he's just, you know, just on his phone, and he's, you know, thinking about this and thinking about that. Now, wait a minute, that's all I'm saying. That, you know what, what, what could have taken maybe a couple weeks to learn around, took him weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And by the way, once we, he finally got the ride, he still didn't know where to go. And can I tell you why? Because he wasn't dedicated to studying the map. Oh, listen, child of God, if you want to serve God and stay in the will of God, listen, I don't want to just start well. I want to finish well. And if we're going to finish well and have a good testimony, it's very important that you and I study the Word of God and stay in the Word of God. How to keep from wondering. Would you take your Bibles this morning? Because this is so important. I want to show you this. And turn to the book of Job. The book of Job in your Old Testament. Job chapter number 23. We're talking about wondering. Wondering. You ever wonder how somebody like Job. Who went through everything he went through. Great day. He lost all ten of his kids. He lost his success, his prosperity, lost his health. I mean, you, you read the, the 42 chapters of Job. I mean, it's a, you talk about going through it, Job went through it. Job went through the fire. Maybe like nobody has ever suffered, Job suffered. And yet we notice here that Job never wondered. You say, preacher, how is it that, that Job going through all the horrible circumstances that he endured, how is it that Job didn't wonder? Well, let me show you. Look, if you look at Job chapter 23 and verse number 11. I love it. Job said, verse 11, My foot hath held his steps. His way have I kept and not declined. Look at verse 12. Job said, Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Hey, church, we're going to bring this thing to a close. If I were to come to you today and say, Christian, how are you doing? Are you as close to the Lord as you were a year ago, two years ago? No, preacher, I'm not. Do you feel like you've wondered? Yes, preacher, I do. I would say the vast majority of those folks would have to admit something. They're not in the Word of God. Amen. I remember I just, I, you know, preaching in my mind, I'm thinking about many years ago when I was in Bible college. There was a young man that I went to college with and we carpooled together. And that young man was as on fire for God as I've ever seen any young man on fire for God. Loved to preach. He loved to minister. I mean, just great spirit. Always excited. Always upbeat. Always bubbly. And then all of a sudden, this brother began to go a different way, and he got, got to be hit and miss, and that excitement was gone, that joy was gone, that passion for serving the Lord was gone. 
I remember being in the carpool one day and we were just being honest. And I said to this brother, I said, brother, are you in your Bible? And I remember him saying, no, I'm not. That's what I'm talking about, Calvary. If we're going to keep from wandering, number one, stick with the group. Number two, study the map. But wait a minute, let's bring this thing to a close. And we're done. Number three, I wrote this down. Stay close to the leader. You're in Job 23. Look back there again, if you will. Job 23, verse number 10. I love it. Job said in verse 10, But he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot hath held his steps. His way have I what? Have I kept and not declined. We're done. Listen to me, Calvary. If you say, preacher, I don't want to wander away from the perfect will of God, here's here's my advice to you. Don't allow the leader to leave your sight. If you get somebody else in your sight, you're in trouble. I appreciate Brother Brandon. He's a good brother. Does a great job. But if you get Brother Brandon in your sight, you're headed for disaster. We've got some great deacons in our church, and I appreciate our deacons, and I love our deacons dearly. And they're some of the best of the best. But you know what? If you get your eyes on a deacon, you'll wonder. You've got to keep your eye on the leader. You say, leader? Who, who are you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about Jesus Christ. You must keep your eyes on the Lord. By the way, not a preacher. Not a pastor. Not a missionary. You've got to keep your eyes on the Lord. Several years ago, we were taking our, our young people to a, a youth conference in Indiana. And so the, the way we done it that year is we had two or three vans. And we, we uh, had a, a large group, so we had two or three of these big 15-passenger vans. And we had one van leading, and the other, van, uh, other vans were trailing. And, I, and I, thought, I thought about this. You know what? There were times when those other two vans, it got stressful. Especially when we got up there in Chicago. If you've ever been to Chicago, you know what I'm talking about. And we're going through the city, and man, there's 10 billion stoplights, and there's traffic on every corner. And you know what? We'd go through a light, and the other two vans are trying their best to keep up, and they couldn't quite make it through the light, and then we'd have to take a turn, and, and they didn't, you know, and, and, and it, it was really, really stressful. And, and there were times when we weren't sure if we were going to all arrive at the same time or not. But I thought about this. Did you know who the did you know who the, the less stressed of that group was? The group that was in the van with the leader. You know what? They didn't have to worry about being late. They were the first ones at the restaurant. They were the first ones to be seated. They didn't worry about stoplights. They didn't worry about traffic. They didn't worry about traffic jams. You know why? Because they were in the, in the van with the leader. Hey, Calvary. If you want to keep from wandering, stay with the leader. Man, keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. Stay close to him. Walk with him. Talk with him. Live for him. And you know what? He will keep you from wandering. How to keep from wandering. Would you bow your heads with me this morning, please? Every head bowed, every eye closed. We're going to give just a moment of an invitation It could be that there's someone here today would say, Pastor, I'm going to be honest.
I'm not where I need to be. I've wandered. Maybe there's a teenager here this morning and you'd say, preacher, man, there used to be a time when I was so on fire for the Lord. I was in my Bible. I was trying to pray every day. But I've wondered. I've wondered. Said my my advice to you this morning is this, man, you get back to the leader just as quickly, quickly as you can. And from this day forward, you need to make a declaration. I'm going to stick with the group. I'm going to study the map. And I'm going to stay close to Jesus. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I wonder how many are here today. You'd say, Pastor, if I died today, I know that I've been born again. I know that I am saved. If you can honestly say that, just between you and the Lord, nobody looking, just between you and the Lord, you'd slip your hand up right now and say, Preacher, I know that I'm born again. Amen. You can lower your hands. Can I ask you this, though? I wonder if there may be one here today anywhere who would say, Pastor, honestly, between me and Jesus, I couldn't raise my hand. And if I died, I'm not sure about heaven. I want you to pray for me. Is there one like that anywhere right now? You just slip your hand up and let me pray for you right now. Is there one anywhere? You'd say, Pastor, remember me. If I died, I'm not sure that I'm saved. Would you pray for me? Is there one anywhere I could pray for you right now? You just raise it high so I don't miss you. All right? So, child of God, how is it with you? Have you strayed? Have you wandered? Prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Maybe somebody today during this old-fashioned invitation, this old-fashioned altar call, maybe somebody needs to come and get on this altar and say, oh, Lord, take my heart, take and seal it. Take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Would you stand with us all over the house this morning, Father? Thank you so much for this time we've had together today. God, I pray that you'd help us to be so careful. God, if we don't watch what we're doing, if we don't pay attention every day, God, it's so easy to get off track, to get off course. God, maybe there are Christians today that need to make their way down to an old-fashioned altar today. As that songwriter said today, they need to say, Lord, take my heart, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. God, I pray that you'd you'd do work. Lord, maybe there are folks here today that God's dealing with them to join the church. Maybe someone's been saved, but they've not followed the Lord in baptism. Maybe there's one here today that needs to rededicate their life to Jesus. Maybe there's just someone here today that needs prayer. Maybe they're going through a terrible burden right now and they just need somebody to pray. I pray you'll deal with their heart right now. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I'm going to ask some of our personal workers to make their way to the main front here. And if, if, if you need some help, there'll be somebody here to help you this morning. So, Father, have your way. Do that work that only you can do, please. And we thank you and love you in Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed. The pianist will play. And if you need to come, the altar's open. I'm going to make my way to the main floor. If we can pray with you about something, we're here. You come.